Hi there and welcome to Revitalize, the everyday audio bible with me, your host, Lily Lincoln. And so over the past week we've been looking at the life of Joseph and we started this week off by talking about forgiving our assailants, our attackers. And yesterday we looked at how we can forgive our accusers and those are people who slander us and talk badly about us to our faces or behind our backs. And tonight... um, It's a much more sensitive topic and I'm encouraging you um, by the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive your abusers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have never left me or forsaken me and neither will you leave anybody or forsake anybody that you love. It's impossible. You said, can a mother forget the child she is nursing? Neither will I forget you. Father, as I share on this topic, would you, by the power of Holy Spirit and the gentleness and the kindness um, and the counsel and wisdom of the Holy Spirit, help um, those who are listening to start to unearth some of these deep-seated issues so that they will be completely set free from trauma. Now, there may still be memories and pain But healing can actually begin. Forgiveness can begin. The journey of restoration can begin today. I ask you for your mercy. Um, I ask you to forgive me for um, the things that I've said in in anger and resentment in response to um, my own accusers, my own abusers, my own assailants, my own enemies. And help me to reframe my history by giving you thanks for bringing me this far. I bless your name, Lord, and I thank you for this time. And I pray especially for hearts that are, are broken, that they would uh, that they would be healed today. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 45. Joseph couldn't hold himself in any longer. Keeping up a front before all his attendants, he cried out, leave clear out everyone leave so there was no one with joseph when he identified himself to his brothers but his sobbing was so violent that the egyptians couldn't help but hear him the news was soon reported to pharaoh's palace joseph spoke to his brothers i am joseph is my father really still alive but his brothers couldn't say a word they were speechless they couldn't believe what they were hearing and seeing Come closer to me, Joseph said to his brothers. They came closer. I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But don't feel badly. Don't blame yourselves for selling me. God was behind it. God sent me here ahead of you to save lives. There has been a famine in the land now for two years. The famine will continue for five more years, neither ploughing nor harvesting, God sent me on ahead to pave and make sure to pave the way and make sure there was a remnant in the land to save your lives in an amazing act of deliverance. So you see, it wasn't you who sent me here, but God. He set me in place as a as a father to Pharaoh, put me in charge of his personal affairs and made me the ruler of all Egypt. Hurry back to my father. Tell him, your son Joseph says, I'm master of all of Egypt. Come as fast as you can and join me here. I'll give you a place to live in Goshen, 
where you'll be close to me, you and your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and anything else you can think of. I'll take care of you there completely. There are still five more years of famine ahead. I'll make sure all your needs are taken care of and you and everyone connected with you, you won't want for a thing. Look at me, you can see for yourselves and my brother Benjamin can see for himself that it that it's me, my own mouth telling you this. Tell my father all about the high position I hold in Egypt. Tell him everything you've seen here, but don't take all day, hurry back and get my father down here. Then Joseph threw himself on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept and Benjamin wept on his neck. He then kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Only then were his brothers able to talk with him. The story was reported in Pharaoh's palace. Joseph's brothers have come. It was good news to Pharaoh and all who worked with him. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, this is the plan. Load up your, load up your pack animals, go to Canaan, get your father and your families and bring them back here. I'll settle you all on the best land in Egypt. You'll live off the fat of the land. Also tell them this. Here's what I want you to do. Take wagons from Egypt to carry your little ones and your wives and load up your father and come back. Don't you worry about having to leave things behind. The best in all of Egypt will be yours. And they did just that. The sons of Israel gave them the wagons. Joseph gave them wagons that Pharaoh promised and free for the trip. He outfitted all the brothers in brand new clothes, but he gave Benjamin 300 pieces of silver and several suits of clothes. He sent his father these gifts, 10 donkeys loaded with Egypt's best products and another 10 donkeys loaded with grain and bread, provisions for his father's journey back to Egypt. Then he sent his brothers off and as they left, he told them, take it easy on the journey, try to get along with each other. Then they left Egypt and went back to their father Jacob in Canaan. And when they told him Joseph is still alive and he's the ruler over the whole land of Egypt, he went numb. He couldn't believe his ears. But the more they talked, telling him everything that Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagon that Joseph had sent to carry him back, the blood started to flow again. Their father Jacob's spirit revived. Israel said, I've had enough. My son Joseph is still alive. I've got to go and see him before I die. This is the word of the Lord. Now, um, I'm, a, I'm aware that the word abuser can bring up lots of um, painful memories, um, maybe scars, maybe trauma, and... What I'd like to say to you today is um, there's nothing impossible for God. And if we look at the life of Joseph, what Joseph did was incredibly difficult. He was forsaken, slandered, accused um, and thrown into slavery by his own brothers. Both him and Benjamin had the same mother and father. But Judah, Reuben, all of them were all his brothers because they had the same father. They all grew up together. They're from the same home and they rejected him, cast him away, did not want him, did not want anything to do with him, even whilst he was with them because of the things that he said and because of the dreams that he shared. 
And I'll make this point again. Joseph was right all along. But the Lord used this trauma in Joseph's life to put him in a position of leadership and authority and status so that his father and his brothers and his brother's wives and children, etc., etc., would not um, die of starvation in this famine that was taking place in Egypt. Now, I want to explain to you the kinds of abuse that are out there. There's physical abuse, emotional abuse, domestic violence, domestic abuse, sexual abuse. Um, There could be a type of financial exploitation. Abuse comes in many levels. Some people are abused as children. Some people are abused as um, teenagers. Some men and women are abused as adults in marriages or um, if they're living with elderly parents. And I'm not asking you to um, pretend the abuse didn't happen because that's not harm- That's not helpful. What I'm asking you to do is to um, put before God what the abuse was. Now, you don't have to own it, but you can identify. Was it sexual abuse? Were you touched inappropriately by um, somebody that you know, by a stranger? Were you um, abused verbally, called names, bullied, picked on? Were you abused physically, beaten to the point that you could not um, sleep or eat or go out? Um, And I'm not talking about being disciplined by your parents. I'm talking about being beaten senselessly for absolutely no reason. Um, Identify what the abuse is. And what I want you to do is... And this is hard. Now, I've done this. It's incredibly difficult, but I strongly urge you to do it. I want you to um, imagine having a conversation with the abuser. Now, you may feel angry. You may feel upset. You may feel frustrated. You may feel scared. But I'd encourage you to imagine having a conversation with your abuser. And I want you to tell them what they did. Now, this person may still be alive, and I'm not asking you to go and seek this person. What I'm saying is imagine... The person is before you and I want you to tell them what they did. Say you abused me sexually as a child or you assaulted me, you forced me into financial hardship, you exploited me emotionally, you abused me physically, verbally or mentally and that was not okay. But I choose to forgive you and I release you from the prison of my memory and instead I choose to forgive you. Now, you may have to do this every day until it stops hurting. But after you've been able to forgive the person that abused you, the healing can begin. Because a healing, which comes from the Lord, not from me, not from my words, not from anything that I'm saying, the healing comes from the Lord. But healing cannot begin until you have forgiven the person that abused you. Now, if you are in your 40s or 50s and you were abused as a child, that's a really, really long timeline. And I remember doing this exercise where I was told to draw a graph, um, a line graph of low and high points in my life. And the the lowest point in my life was um, around trauma that happened at several stages. Trauma as a teenager, as a child, um, again as an adult. And, And actually... Um, I'm completely healed now and I can talk about anything without feeling any pain or sadness and I'm not even desensitized to it but I've completely forgiven 
myself and, and, and everybody involved in the situation. So it really, really doesn't matter so much to me now. It doesn't change what happened, but I am completely free. And I'm sharing this series with you because, as I said, Christmas brings up a lot of difficult memories and people find it hard to connect with their family members, with friends and colleagues and associates because of past trauma. So my encouragement to you is um, name name the the abuser, name what they what they did, and then formally, when I say formally, speaking out loud, say to them, I choose to forgive you. Now, it might be easier for you to do this in the form of a letter, writing a letter to this person and saying absolutely everything that you never got to say. Now, the idea is you don't deliver the letter, you write the letter out, cry, grieve, you rip this letter up and that letter goes into the bin, never to be seen again. Now, it's not supposed to be dramatic, but what actually starts to happen is you release that that torture and torment and trauma into that writing or into this imaginary conversation and you allow that person to go free in your mind now i'm not suggesting you reconcile with an abuser in fact i'd heavily discourage that and i'm not operating on this podcast as a medical professional i'm speaking in the capacity of um, a survivor of of trauma um, as a crisis counsellor and also as um, a mother and a wife um, that has had a, a, lo- a large part, I've had a large part of my life coloured by um, negative experiences. And um, this is advice that was given to me many, many years ago that if I'm really honest, I didn't really take seriously. But my encouragement to you now, because it's such a sensitive topic, that you, you go easy on yourself but start to take those steps before the year ends. Name the abuse and the abuser. Bring those people before God in prayer. And as you imagine speaking to them, release them from your memory, release them from the prison of unforgiveness. And then ask God to heal you. There are no amount of words or podcasts or stories that can change what has happened to you. But a new day can actually begin for you right now. And one of the reasons why I decided to record in the evening is because this episode is not for children. And what I can say is that if you are a parent, if you are a mother or a father, and you have children, you don't have to necessarily share your experiences with them to, um, to protect them. The way to protect your children from abuse is by educating them. Talk to them about the parts of their body that are off bounds. Talk to them about consent. Talk to them about when to say no. Talk to them about inappropriate behavior, inappropriate touching. Talk to them about their personal hygiene and who is responsible for their personal hygiene. Talk to them about um, aggression and verbal abuse and mental abuse and physical abuse and sexual abuse talk to them about it Um, and it's much easier to do that on the other side of healing but I would say because healing can be a long journey for some people don't wait until you feel better about it before you say anything just start to build a bridge between your trauma and their positive experience of um, married life or life as a parent or life in school 
or um, you know life as a as a as a professional start to talk to your children about abuse and um, you can actually put an end to the cycle by opening up about it now you don't have to go into detail but you could frame the conversation like this um, if you're a woman and you're a mum you can say well mummy went through some very unpleasant things that were not her fault and I'd like to explain to you what to do in the following situation you don't want to put fear in your child and I'd encourage you in every situation pray for your children but also give them practical tools what to do if somebody tries to hurt them how should they respond and anything to do with abuse of any kind peer-to-peer adult to adult adult to child the police must be contacted and the police must be alerted it's very very important that these things are brought to the light and justice is served no child should be involved in any form of sexual romantic illicit situation it's illegal and it's completely damaging and soul destroying well, once you've had an opportunity to begin your healing, you can actually, actually use what you have been through to help others in the same way that Joseph did. Now, it's a slightly different tone to what you're normally used to, but I'm very aware of how difficult this topic is to talk about. But I'm saying to you that I'm completely healed and I actually have a smile on my face because... Um, I went to a lecture a few weeks ago and the pastor said if you have a scar and somebody touches it and you wince you know you recoil in pain it's because you're not healed but if somebody can bump you bump into you and touch the scar and it doesn't hurt anymore that means you're healed you still have the scar but you're completely healed and what I want for you is the same thing that God did for me and has done for me many many situations He has brought phenomenal healing to me, to my memory. I can look back on my childhood and actually, with such love and affection, look back on the things that were incredible, look back on my time in primary school and really laugh about wonderful things that happened. Sometimes if you go through any trauma or you lose a parent, you know, if a parent dies or your parents split up, any type of trauma, I'm not just talking about sexual abuse, any form of trauma can completely colour your memory and um, actually erase the um, the good memories you have because that's a type of defence, it's a defence mechanism that we use. We only remember one particular thing, but the moment we're healed from that awful thing, you can actually look back and think, oh my goodness, that was so wonderful. Um, I loved you know walking to school or I loved going to see my grandparents at the weekend those good memories that you have the Lord will restore to you it doesn't take away what happened and I'm sorry that it did but the Lord will actually bring back to your remembrance the good things that happened to you so that as you recall your childhood you don't have just one thing to ponder on but you actually have wonderful things to look back on I hope this is the beginning of a new day for you. I'm going to pray for you. And Father, you are indeed kind. And you are true and you are merciful and you are perfect. Mankind fell at the beginning of time because of sin. And we've been falling ever since. 
and I suppose what I'm trying to say is not to excuse abusers or pardon them but I ask you father to help anybody any man or woman listening that has been abused in any of the ways that I've mentioned that you'd help them to forgive their abusers I have forgiven everybody that has ever hurt me because I believe you've forgiven me for everybody that I've ever hurt okay I'm I'm not an abuser I have not exploited any child or man or woman financially or sexually or anything like that but I have offended people. I have lost my temper. I have shouted. I have um, been furious and aggressive and angry. So the, the sins are the same, aren't they? So as you've forgiven me for my sins, which are many, I also ask you to help listeners extend that forgiveness to their abusers so that they would be free but I also ask for your healing, Holy Spirit, to flow. You are all wisdom and all kindness and all love and all goodness and everything, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so under the sound of my voice, not in my name or in my authority, but in the name of Jesus and the authority of the living God, would you release, would you release hurting people? from unforgiveness would you restore any damage done to souls and hearts and bodies especially in the arena of sexual abuse father restore hidden um, the hidden gift of sexuality back to those who are listening restore to all people who feel that they've had their sexual identity stolen from them restore them restore them restore them restore release your healing release your healing father so that all who've been wounded would be fully restored in their physical body in their memory bank in their emotions that their minds would be transformed that they're not second class citizens but they are the beloved in Christ Oh my God, you are so gentle. And I just pray that healing over these men and women now. Healing and restoration. That blood that was shed on the cross is even able to deal with this kind of thing. The death that you died, Jesus, was the worst form of death. The worst kind of abuse. And you volunteered yourself up for that. You gave yourself up for that. So in the place of the abuse, Father, I put the cross and ask you to have your perfect way, not just in me, continue to work in me, but in those who are listening, that they will be fully restored to their actual purpose, passion and destiny, and that their abusers can finally go free as they release them from the prison of unforgiveness. We love you, Lord, but you first loved us. Have your way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya 
who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me and forgiving me of my sin, so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made, and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. And um, <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. And just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued. And you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.